Listener supported. WNYC Studios. When I was a kid, I would send out letters to celebrities with uh, photos and stuff, hoping they would return it with a little autograph. Like who? Let's see. The cast of Xena. The entire cast? The cast of Xena. <laughs> the cast of Hercules. I'm a big fan of cast lists. The cast of Ocean's Eleven. My God, there's 11 of them. I can go on and on. <laughs> did anyone return anything to you? A lot of them did. I sent it to NSYNC at some stadium when they were on tour, and it was returned with everybody's signature, and Lance signed it twice. <gasps> because I think he didn't realize he had already signed it. Oh, Lance. Lance, the gay one. <laughs> From WNYC Studios, this is Nancy with your host, Tobin Lowe and Kathy Too. So, you know, it's incredible to reach out to someone you admire and know that they might actually respond. So, like, this spring, for example, a group of third graders at Bank Street School, it's like this progressive school in Upper Manhattan, mm-hmm. they were learning about civil rights. Mm-hmm. And their teacher, Esther Gottesman, taught them about a young man named Gavin Grimm. Oh, yeah. But Gavin Grimm, he's a boy. He lives in Virginia. So he was born, the doctor, I guess, um, said this is a girl. But he thinks he's a boy, which makes him transgender. So we read an article, and I remember one of them said, um, the parents said it was like, they thought it was like a disease, which was not the nicest thing to say. If you have the parts of a girl and you feel like you're a boy, you go to the boy's bathroom. But people who are not transgender and were born a boy and feel like a boy might not feel comfortable with that. He wanted to send this quote to the Supreme Court, and that's a really big court. So it got put on the news because it, like, it's a really big thing. They heard his story and immediately were really drawn to him and the obvious injustice. Dear Gavin. Hello, Gavin. Dear Gavin. We wrote these letters to Gavin. I'm supporting you because I think you are very brave because you stand up for yourself. And I support you because I believe that trans people are people and they should have all the same rights as everybody else. You should be able to use the bathroom you want. Me and my class are supporting you. They had to self-edit their work and check their spelling and write in their best handwriting. And, you know, we spent a few days on those letters. I think the Supreme Court should say that you're able to use the boys' bathroom because it is unfair that trans people are being treated unfairly and it needs to stop. How do you feel about fighting for your rights? I think you should keep fighting for your rights. Be brave and stay strong. I believe that you will win. I believe that you will win. We believe that you will win. Like the day that we were going to send them out, I read on my phone that his case got kicked out of the Supreme Court and sent to a lower court. He got moved down because Donald Trump took away a um, guidance. And it was kind of confusing, like, um, why 
and like what happened to make him go down to a lower court. So we talked, we had another meeting and we talked about whether we still wanted to send them. And we had one person in the room who was really not, we can't send them, we're going to make him feel bad. He just got kicked out of the Supreme Court and now we're going to send him these letters about how he's about to go to the Supreme Court and it's not kind and we can't do it. And so, you know, we had sort of a conversation around whether it was something that we wanted to do or not. And we decided to do it and enclose some letters that explained what had happened. And we sent them. We're uh, headed out to the post office because I get like little letters and sometimes little packages. When the decision, the bad decision was handed down, um, that the Supreme Court wasn't taking my case anymore, I got like a ton of mail, like a huge influx of mail. So this is the post office where your letters get sent? Yep, I have my P.O. box here. So by pure coincidence, a documentary for Vice's Women and Culture site, Broadly, captured what happened next. Oh my god, what did you get? So I had a uh, key in my This box. is a lot of stuff. Yeah, I do definitely get a lot of mail. And then this one, it's from Bank Street Children's Programs. Dear Gavin, I feel like I know you. My name is Esther and I'm a third grade teacher at a school in New York. My class has been studying the history of civil rights in the U.S., so over the past month, my students have been thinking about you and learning about the lives of trans youth. I will let their letters and thoughts speak for themselves, but I did want to share that when my students learned that you wouldn't be going to the Supreme Court, they cried. Oh my God. They debated whether to still send their letters to you or not, and some of them still feel nervous that these letters will make you feel sad, but ultimately we want you to have them because, quote, we still have Gavin's back forever. In love and solidarity, Esther. When they found out he was coming on Friday, they, like, it was, I keep saying it was like a, what you see, like, old footage from a Beatles concert in the 60s. I was, like, jumping up and down, and I was so happy because I really want to see Gavin, like, in person. One of the kids stood up and threw her fist up into the air and yelled, This is gonna be lit! <laughs> they just, like, lost it. Um, my name is Gavin. I like to draw. I like manga. I like Pokemon. Um, and I'm 18. So, um, we had some questions that we wanted to ask and also just have a conversation. Awesome. Okay. In your college that you're going to, um, do you think that people are going to keep up the same behavior that they, that people are having with you in high school? Or do you think there's going to be people who have a change and some people are going to actually try and stand up for you. In college, people are usually a lot more mature and have other things to worry about. Um, and so I think that I'm going to have a lot of an easier time at college. Do you think people overreacted when um, when they heard that that um, you were going to be, that you were transgender? I think for sure people overreacted, um, in part again because they don't know what transgender means and so they weren't sure how to take that information. Um, I have a few questions. One is, um, like, were, were your family and friends supporting you in this? Yeah. In, my friends were all great right from the start. Initially my family took a little bit, my mother was great, but the rest of my family took a little bit of time. Um, and unfortunately, there's some family that we didn't talk to for a very long time because of it. Another question I have is about your pet pig. Yeah. And how long have you had We got her last summer, so we're coming up on her second birthday with us. Thank you. 
Everyone look at me. Perfect. Smile, everybody. And a couple more. Look happy, guys. <laughs> Great. Kevin, I have a question. Yeah. Can we write you again? Oh. Yes. Yeah. You guys can write me as much as you want, any time that you want, any time, anywhere. So I, so I can, so I can send you the letter from my house. Send me the letter from work. After visiting Bank Street, Gavin hopped in a car and headed downtown. He was the guest of honor at a GLAAD luncheon, where he presented scholarships to young LGBT advocates. He's off to a community college himself this fall, and the ACLU is continuing to move forward with his case, which has been sent back to the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. Well, I'm wondering if you've ever written or messaged like a celebrity to tell them you think they're great. I wrote Zac Efron. I think I wrote what I thought would be his email, <laughs> and then wrote like a Zac long. Efron, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he didn't reply because it probably wasn't his email. Um, Michi, Michi Darko from the Flatbush Zombies. I think he left us on scene though. Oh, oh, I have. I, I wrote slash and slash replied. Oh, what did he say? He was like, "Thank you, Sana." Oh my god! <laughs> Nancy will be back in a minute. Perfect. Awesome. awesome. Thanks. Hi there, this is Jenny, and I'm the editor of Nancy. If you're listening to this episode with your kids, fantastic. Uh, but just a heads up, this next story has some words that you probably don't want little ears to hear quite yet, so um, be warned. Hello. Thank you, Unalaska, for the lovely phone delay. So I, I also <laughs> apologize if I interrupt you or talk over you. That's like what life is like here. My name's Zoe Sobel, and I live in Unalaska, Alaska. It is this treeless volcanic island in the Aleutian chain. There are about 4,000 permanent residents. In order to get here, you're taking a propeller plane from Anchorage. That's about two and a half hours, or you're taking a boat. Wait, so I have to ask, what is it like to be a queer person in Unalaska then? There aren't that many queer people. First off, like, Unalaska is mostly men. It has one of the highest concentrations of single men in the country. And before I moved here, one of my dad's friends uh, said that there's no reason for me to complain about dating prospects out here. And I was like, well, you know, I date women. <laughs> um, so Aww. there's like this group of middle-aged lesbians that I pretty quickly found. But it wasn't until recently that I was able to find queer people closer to my age. And Gilmar was one of them. I am Gilmore Tapowin. I want to be someone who's out there, open about my sexuality, can wear whatever the heck I want, and if someone got to beef with me, I'm going to scratch him. <laughs> Gilmar's 15. He just finished the ninth grade, and we met playing soccer at the community center, and we're randomly put on the same team. He's the only openly gay boy in Alaska, and he's been out since about the seventh grade. That's when I was official. I knew I was gay, I just didn't want to admit it. 
A lot of his friends actually had guessed that he was gay, and so Gilmar jokes that he was denied his coming out glory. Everyone saw, saw me, and they're like, you're gay. You just don't know it. Though people have been mostly accepting of Gilmar, it's still hard for him to be the only gay kid in his high school. Like, other guys will tease him, saying things like they don't want to change near him in the locker room. My whole life turned around, like, me seeing how homophobic some guys are. Like, one guy was, like, teasing me about, oh, no, it's Gilmar. Like, I was really hurt because, like, I didn't do anything wrong. Starting out as a kid, like a five-year-old kid, Gilmar would steal his grandma's heels and wear them around the house. And as he's gotten older, he's kind of grown and expanded more. So now he's doing makeup or he's tried on a wig. He's has his own pair of heels now. I just wanted to be different. Like, he wants to do the same thing over and over again, like day after day. Like, no, I just was experimenting. And if I liked it, I liked it. Actually, watching RuPaul for the first time, I had mixed emotions because this is what I was, like, doing. Like, I didn't even know. He finally saw people that were kind of like him. It, it wasn't necessarily just about the clothes, but there also was this intangible something else that goes along with it. This is not RuPaul's best friend's race. I have one thing to say. May I call you Jiggly? He saw the way that they behaved and the way they carried themselves and really just wanted to get more into that additional level of fierceness. He, he saw his next step. And this is when Gilmar decided to be a drag queen for prom. Hey, Grandma. Could you put the money in my account? You can't just go to the store and buy a dress in on Alaska. The only way to get stuff is online. Okay. I am ordering my prom dress. It is a short but sexy <laughs> dress. It has sequins and um, what are these called? Rhinestones. Pretty quickly, Gilmar had orders in for everything he needed. He had his dress, he had his heels, he got new makeup, he got new makeup brushes, he ordered his eyelashes. The problem was really all that Gilmar knows about drag is from the episodes of RuPaul he's watched. Learning how to do all this stuff on my own, it's really hard because if you don't have a reference to go to, like trial and error, Gilmore was looking for a mentor, someone who actually was a drag queen and someone who could answer his questions and tell him what, what it was really like. So basically, it sounds like what Gilmar really needed was a fairy drag mother, if you will. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what he needs. That, yeah, like just somebody to give him that extra boost, that last little bit of confidence to really pull this off. So... This is the point at which Team Nancy, we're coming mm -hmm. in, we're working some magic. Yeah, wand and everything. Can we add some magic in post? Sound effects, Here yes. Here they go. <laughs> it seems a little on the nose, <laughs> but since all of what Gilmar has learned thus far comes from RuPaul's Drag Race, it only makes sense that we would go to somebody from the show. Ladies, I've made my decision. Gilmar's in Unalaska. Why don't we ask 
Alaska. You are a winner, baby. Alaska Thunderfuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No way. T tomorrow. At what time? 2.30. Oh, that's fine with me. How do you say the name of your city? Because I've read it, but I don't know how to say it. Unalaska. It's literally called Unalaska? Yeah. That's like the opposite of me, Unalaska. <laughs> yeah. So when we started the Skype call and the video comes up, there is Alaska in full drag. She's wearing this pink floral top with peacocks, teased up blonde hair topped with a pink rhinestone encrusted clip. I guess you were bit by the bug of drag, right? Like you're like, mm -hmm. you feel like you are a drag queen. Yes. Because I feel it's like being a nun. It's like a divine calling. And she was in front of this backdrop that really just made her look like she was floating in outer space. And Gilmore, on the other hand, is pretty nervous because I think it's one thing to watch a video of drag queens, but it's a whole nother ballgame to talk face to face with one. What's your drag name? Glimmer. Gl oh, see, I love that. That's brilliant. That's stunning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, once I told my best friends, they were like, it's really catchy and smooth. It is, and it's based off your real name. So yeah. that's pretty cool. <laughs> I love it. Can I get down to the serious question, please? Sure. What are you wearing to prom? I'm wearing, like, a cocktail dress. It's black. Okay, do you have shoes? They're like the stilettos with lace. Oh my god. I think it's seven what, inches. What about hair? Um, I just ordered a new wig that's coming in. It's black with a little brown on the tips. I'm sure people are going to gag when they see you. Have, have you told people you're going in, in drag? Yeah, I told yeah. probably everybody. Okay. And they're really excited to see me. The principal knows, and uh, he was like, as long as it's not showy, you're good. So it's like, showy? Oh, okay. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, it kind of means, like, showing too much breast, most likely. Or, like, too oh, short of a dress. so, like... Too provocative. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that makes sense. It's always better to go for tasteful, especially at a school function. Yeah. As a high schooler, what did prom mean to you? I sort of thought of prom as, like, kind of a joke. I thought it was kind of ridiculous. And my mom, like, did the thing where, like, we went to the rent, the Tux rental place mm -hmm. or whatever, and we rented the outfit and we rented the shoes. And I hated the pants so much. I was like, <laughs> they were like tapered at the bottom and they like fit me weird and I hated them. And I hated the shoes, they were so uncomfortable. 
So as soon as we left the house, I I brought a change of clothes and I mm-hmm. changed I changed into these like old man pants that I had cut at the bottom so they were like flares and I wore my Converse like sneakers and I had so much fun and the thing is I was nominated for prom king because I was the only gay kid and the girls vote for the prom king and the boys vote for the prom queen. So, like, of course the girls were going to vote for, like, their gay friend rather than, like, some guy that, you know, they dated for a week and now they hate. So I won prom king. It's still so surreal to me. What was it like growing up being the only gay kid? I mean, it was weird, but... I clung to my to my friends. And it's not just being gay that makes you feel like you don't belong in high school. Probably most people in high school feel like weird or like they don't belong. But that's high school. High school kind of sucks, like all around. It does. Yeah. However, it's getting up, putting on your clothes, going and doing the damn thing that builds strength and it's going to make you the person that you're going to grow up to be. On those hard days, did you how did you deal with it? I drew pictures. I drew pictures of beautiful women. So now I basically draw pictures of beautiful women on myself and then go out into the world. But now I think back on it and I'm like that was research for what I'm doing now. You know, it was like practice. When I first, like, went out to a club in drag, we made, like, a tube top and a skirt out of garbage bags because I didn't have any girl clothes that I wanted to wear Mm -hmm. to the club. So my best friend, Elena, from high school, who I actually consider to be my drag mother, she did my makeup and she put lashes on me and she taught me how to do that stuff. And then she, like took this really plain, like, blonde wig, and and I was like, it isn't big enough, it isn't big enough. So she, like, Mm -hmm. teased the top and gave it, like, volume. Now I still wear garbage bags all the time, and I still wear teased-up blonde hair, so really nothing has changed. (laughs) Wow. How do you deal with those people that hate you? Well, mostly I ignore them. I don't read comments on photos or videos because I think that it's really easy to um, it's really easy to say mean stuff online because there's such a barrier between like mm-hmm. reality and this. So it's like take the negative and like own it and embrace that and then just make it into something that's a source of power for you. Embrace the hate. Embrace that, yes. I try so hard to like absorb that hate, but it's like it kind of gets to me. I mean, you're going to prom and drag. Like you're you're <laughs> fucking doing drag for your prom. Like that's that's amazing. <laughs> At 15 years old, you are embracing the difficulty and the struggle and you're being brave in the face of that like that's that's how you get through life that's how you be successful so like you're doing it you are doing it making me blush (laughs) me too I swear it's not makeup I'm actually blushing (laughs) thank you have a great prom send me pictures 
I will. Bye. Bye. Well, that was like as magical as I wanted it to be. <laughs> Alaska Thunderfuck is amazing. <laughs> so like, did Gilmar just feel like ready to go? You could tell as soon as Gilmar started getting ready, he became a totally different person. We're at my prom date's house doing my makeup. And she is putting on more foundation. Contour. Contouring. Contouring. <laughs> my name is Delaney McConnell. I'm a senior. This is just like first time ever doing his makeup like for me. So I'm like, oh, let's be careful because I want him to feel beautiful. You already make me beautiful. Oh, don't We're about to do the big reveal. It's really nerve-wracking. Delaney didn't let Gilmar see what he looked like. So after about 45 minutes, we're all done. And that's going to be the first time that Gilmar gets to see what Glimmer looks like. Three, two, one. Goddamn! I look good! I was standing in this cramped bathroom with a beautiful, classy Amazon. And this is Glimmer for you. Some sexy mofo. Mm. Welcome to prom 2017. Parents, family, and most importantly, moms with cameras. You've got about 10 minutes to take all the rest of your pictures. Prom is huge in Unalaska. It's held in the elementary school gym, but if you hadn't been there before, you really couldn't tell. And people from town, even if they don't have kids, are lined up outside just so that they can go in and see the decorations and most importantly, all the kids' outfits. Ms. Delaney McConnell and Mr. Gilmar Tapowan. Gilmar is probably about 5'9 normally, but with, with heels on, Glimmer was well over six feet tall, so all night you have Glimmer kind of just you always know where she is because she's so tall. So whether or not like Glimmer is breaking it down on the dance floor or like walking over to talk with friends, like she was just such a commanding presence. Party party! Time to party! Hey Kevin. Prom just ended. And being as Glimmer, oh my God, it was so fun. Sure, like it was my first time dragging. I heard people say, hey, now you look so beautiful, Gilmar. I was like, I was gonna correct them, but I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll just deal with it. Like Glimmer, Gilmar, same thing, but Glimmer will come out and play on 4th of July. And I can for show tell you that. And probably next prom, she will probably be in a tuxedo. The tux will be black with the inside pink. And she's going to go all her natural hair. And I'm going to have that pink ass look. And I'm going to look fierce as hell. That story was produced by Zoe Sobel in Unalaska, Alaska. 
Check us out on social media to see the incredible pictures of Gilmar at prom. We're starting to work on some new stories and we're looking to you for help. A couple weeks back, we asked you to send in advice on first dates. You've already started sending us stuff, like how first dates make you feel crazy. If you do exciting activities like bungee jumping or roller coastering, etc., your body will confuse that rush of adrenaline for attraction to the person you're with, and then you feel more tense. So what do you have to say? Record a voice memo on your phone and send it to nancy at wnyc.org. Okay, finally, it's credits time. Our producer, Matt Collette, sound designer, Jeremy Bloom, editor, Jenny Lawton, intern, Caleb Cotting, executive producer, Paula Schumann. I'm Tobin Lowe. I'm Kathy Too. And Nancy is a production of WNYC Studios. Who is Harry in the Hendersons? Kathy, get out of here. <laughs> Go. <laughs> get out of here, Kathy. We don't want you anymore. You don't even know what reference I'm making right now because you don't know Harry and the Hendersons.